So the situation in Aleppo is, is pretty devastating. The earthquake hit just over a week ago, um, but has compounded a very serious situation that existed before. Aleppo has gone through a significant conflict. It's gone through a pandemic. It's gone through an economic crisis. And then eight days ago, an earthquake hit. Many of the buildings in Aleppo have destruction or have been destroyed from the previous conflict. And the earthquake has worsened that and compounded many of the problems that the people face. So many of the buildings are no longer suitable for people to live in. And as a result, over 180,000 people have had to leave their homes. Uh, many of them have gone to shelter in schools, in mosques, in churches, in very overcrowded conditions, and fearing that they're not able to return to their homes. You're describing huge destruction everywhere. So where are people sleeping, cooking and getting medical care? You've spoken about shelter in mosques, in schools. I mean, uh, cholera is still a threat in Aleppo, isn't it? Um, yes, it is. So we've identified 250 collective shelters. Most of these are informal shelters. The hospitals are still working, so people are able to get treated in hospitals but the conditions in the shelters are not adequate. So they need uh, water and sanitation support, they need health services, they need protection services, food, uh, nutrition, and that's what we're focusing on now. How can we get the aid to those people that are living in those precarious conditions? I mean, I visited some of the shelters. Uh, many have like six families uh, living in one classroom. Um, the sanitation toilet conditions are not adequate. Um, they still haven't received enough food. And as we're in the middle of the winter, um, it's very cold at night and people are really scared. I mean, we have to remember that this comes into a crisis after a crisis and people feel that this is really an additional trauma and many don't have the resilience to deal with it and to face it. Um, so we're really trying to get aid to those shelters as quickly as possible, but we're also trying to get people back into their homes. So we're working on doing assessments of the buildings, trying to identify those that are safe and for those that are safe for people to go back. And then obviously we're going to have to deal with those that are not safe and people will likely have to look for a, a longer, a medium-term shelter situation. Are you managing to get to all areas that have been impacted by the earthquakes and the aftershocks? So we are working in Aleppo, in Latakia, in Homs, in Hama and in Tartus, which are the areas that have been affected in government-controlled areas. And you're managing to get to all of those who are hardest hit. I'm just wondering about the fact that roads have been damaged. I mean, how can you transport aid there? So the roads, uh, the roads are okay. So we are able to get aid to the different locations. The warehouses are okay. So the supplies that we had already in stock are, are able to be mobilized. Um, so logistically, we're able to get assistance to those that need it. Well, that's fantastic. And you mentioned that people are terrified, uh, probably about going home to unstable housing. How are people coping after more than 12 years of civil war and now this earthquake disaster? people are really struggling. I mean, you know, they're talking openly about the trauma that they're facing and they're going to need support, a lot of psychosocial support, a lot of help trying to deal with this crisis. You know, many are trying to stay with relatives, people that don't have relatives to stay with are staying in these collective shelters. Um, but we really need to find a solution because also, you know, many of them are staying in schools and these schools also need to reopen to make sure that education services can start again. Can I just be clear, you're operating in government controlled areas and also in non-government controlled areas? Yes. In terms of the response, we are responding in, in all of Syria and we're working to try to get assistance to, to everyone that needs it as quickly as possible. Um, the UNDAC team that has deployed inside Syria 
is based in Aleppo, in Latakia and in Homs, which are the areas that have been most affected on the government's controlled site. And very last question to you, Samir. You know, when you step out into Aleppo and when your teammates uh, go out into Latakia and Homs, what's the picture? What are they seeing? So, I mean, I think the picture is, you know, a country that has, you know, for over the last 12 years, you know, suffered a a tremendous conflict and crisis. And really, this earthquake is compounding those problems. So, you know, you see the destruction, you see, you know, the economic impact of the crisis. And this really is just an additional layer of suffering and vulnerability for for many of the ordinary people. Um, So we had a very dire situation. And now we have people that need even more support. So what's your next challenge after you finish speaking to me? So my next challenge is essentially trying to get to the different shelters that there's like a package of assistance that goes in. So it's not just go in and give some blankets and some relief items, but rather they go in with water, we go in with health services, we go in with protection services. So really trying to make sure that we can um, assist each shelter with kind of like a, a complete package of what people need.